right, psychology nerds, welcome to Psychology and Stuff, the podcast out of Phoenix Studios at the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay. We have got a great episode today with a fabulous faculty member and some really great students. But first, I want to tell you about UW-Green Bay Psychology Week coming up in just over a month. The week of March 25th to the 29th, there's going to be original, in-person, and online content all week long. We've got four brand new episodes of the podcast this week, new episodes, uh, excuse me, new video content, the side talks, a volunteer night, an open house, and much, much more. You can learn about all of that at the Psych Week website, which is uwgb.edu slash psychweek. And with that, let's get to today's episode. So Dr. Eileen Cupid is an award-winning thanatologist. And if you don't know what thanatology is, you're not alone. How's it going, Eileen? It's going well. Good. So I'm still alive and kicking. <laughs> yeah. So I want you to start out by telling me what is thanatology? Thanatology is the study of death and dying. It's the formal term that we use to embrace this field. Right. And so you have been on the show once before talking about your grief research. Yes. But today we're going to talk about something a little different, which is a, a camp that you run for grieving children called Camp Lloyd. Now, am I right that it's like in its 14th year yes. or so? Yes, it is. There's a reason I know that, and I'm going to come back to it in just a second. But first, I want to introduce our other guests today because she's here with her two, the two head buddies for her camp. Um, first is someone who is becoming a regular on this show. Uh, she was on the last episode we did, which was on pulp, not on pulp culture, on, <laughs> on, on pop culture. Um, and you're actually going to hear from her quite a bit during Psych Week. That is Taylor Galbrand. How are you, Taylor? I'm doing great. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. So did you have a nice holiday? It's, yeah, it was pretty good. Because yeah, it's been like a month since that last yeah. episode. So it's been a little while. Yeah. So, all right. So second, she is actually new to the show. She's a senior human development major with a psychology minor. Welcome, Hannah Roffers. Hi. It's Hannah, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I said it wrong. <laughs> oh my God, I, I worked on this for a solid 20 minutes. <laughs> And then I gravitated towards the you wrong one. You said the last name yeah. correctly. Yes, I got that. Okay. Got the Hannah Roffers. Yes. How are you, Hannah? I'm good. <laughs> Very good. That's unbelievable. So, uh, okay. So, um, so um, Eileen, I want to tell you a story. Uh, which starts on my very first meeting at UW-Green Bay, uh -oh. uh, which was a retreat at your home. Um, and you told us at that retreat that you were going to start a grief camp. Oh. And my thought at the time was, what the heck is a grief camp? <laughs> and so I imagine that some listeners might be thinking the same thing. So start out with that. What is a grief camp? A grief camp is not a place where we bring faculty members and give them grief. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. That's a it, retreat. <laughs> that's <laughs> a retreat. <laughs> it actually um, is a day camp that we have for children who are grieving over the loss of a loved one. Um, most of our kids that attend um, have uh, experienced the death of a parent or another family member or sibling. So um, it's a week where we try to show the kids that it's okay to be a kid again. So give me a sense of what the camp is like day to day. Like what are the kids doing? Um, we basically squeeze in an entire summer session of camp, <laughs> four weeks of camp into one week. All right. So it is a day camp. Kids come usually at around 8.30 and they leave at 4.30. 
Um, and the, the key feature of our camp is every day we have what's called healing circles. Healing circles are based on the age of the child, and the camp, by the way, is for children who are between 7 and 14 years of age. Okay. So it's based around their age, and it is facilitated by a professional um, grief counselor. And it's basically where the kids get to share their story, they learn coping skills, they help to identify their emotions, and they get to see that other kids are also experiencing the same feelings and thoughts that they're going through. That's one aspect. And then the other aspect is that a lot of times grieving children don't feel like they have the permission to be a kid anymore. And so we spend a lot of time at camp showing them that it's okay to be a child and we do swimming and we go on field trips and we do arts and crafts. A lot of our arts and crafts are have a grief-related theme. We have played Quidditch, um, we have relay races, and we do all kinds of crazy stuff with the kids. And so it's a pretty action-packed and full day. So it sounds like in a lot of ways it's going to be similar to other summer camps, right? Kids are doing a lot of the, the same sorts of things, but that in some ways there are these sort of kind of grieving-related components. Right? Yes, the kids all know why they're there. Mm -hmm. um, many of them, we have an orientation session, so the first day is an orientation camp session. It's a family camp. A lot of kids come in with, you know, being dragged by the collar um, <laughs> because they think that they're going to sit around and cry all day. Mm -hmm. And it's not not that to say that there aren't tears. Mm -hmm. We don't hide the fact that um, death has occurred. We have a very moving memorial service. We don't sugarcoat words. We don't use euphemisms. We say death and dying and dead. Um, so they all know that. Mm -hmm. But um, so they know why they're there. But they learn that it's a lot of fun mm -hmm. <laughs> as well. So. So, um, Head Buddies, tell us about your job at the camp. Like, what do you guys do? Uh, so, we as Head Buddies get to help train um, the big buddies who are paired with the young kids who come at camp. So, we so do... We, we should start real quick. You guys have both been regular buddies. Is that what you call the non-head buddies? Yes. Yeah. And okay. so I think we should buddies. really explain, why don't you explain what a, a big buddy is? Because we didn't talk about yeah. that very important component of camp. Yeah. So um, when the kids come to camp, uh, they get paired with a college age intern and they are then buddies. So they get to do activities together. They're in the healing circles together. And really the big buddies are mentors for these young kids who are coming to camp. Yeah, and they're with the same kids all week, so they get to form a bond, too. Nice. And so there must be pretty intensive training for that, for you both. So tell us a little bit about what, what that part's like. Um, do you mean, like, training the other buddies? Yeah. Okay. Because so, so, that's one of the roles you have as head buddies. Yes. Yep. Okay. So for the spring semester now, we have training days on Fridays where we, as head buddies come up with activities and team building um, activities and all information that the buddies would need for the week of camp, um, such as, well, getting to know each buddy is really important because you want to form that bond between each of you as well. Um, 
we tell them about information about the camp, try to get them prepared. They have readings that they need to do that will also help them prepare for what a grieving camp is like. And yeah, yeah. I think that's okay. about okay. it. So Eileen, tell me a little bit about, you know, why... Okay, so I'm gonna ask what's gonna sound like a dumb question, but I'm asking it because I want you to unpack it in detail. And that is, so why do grieving kids need this? You know, what are, I mean, obviously we know grief affects a child, but how does it affect a child? Grief a lot of times, children as grievers are the forgotten mourners. Mm -hmm. So you will hear adults frequently say, you know, they're a child, they're not gonna really remember, they're so flexible and they're so adaptable. Um, or they'll get the question, I heard your brother died. How's your father doing? How are your parents doing? So kids are kind of pushed to right. the side a lot of times. Um, or if they're not, the, the, a very common experience that kids have who are grieving is that they feel like they are the only one in the world that whose father died, and why did this happen to me? And sometimes they internalize the cause of death. Kids very often attribute the death to something that they had done. I jumped up and down when grandpa told me not to jump up and down, make so much noise, and then he died the other day. Or a child will say to a sibling, you're so mean, I hate you, I wish you were dead. And then something awful happens, and they feel that just by using those words that it happened. When they come to camp, they see that there are other kids that feel exactly the way we, that they do. And they realize one of our mantras, one of our mottos is, remember you're never alone. And that's where the magic really takes place. It's wonderful to see how those kids form relationships with other kids. It's absolutely wonderful to see how my student interns, my buddies, form relationships with one another and with those kids as well. Um, we develop a community of support mm -hmm. that happens very, very quickly, um, maybe within the first 20 minutes <laughs> of camp. And it just gets better and better as the week goes on. And where did, so I know that you, this isn't what your degree is in, right? And so you, you've got a background in, is it ed psych? Ed educational psychology. My degree is in educational psychology. And so this is something you discovered later on as far as your, your interest in this. Can you tell people about that? And I should mention, by the way, really quickly, you are an award-winning researcher. You won the Founders oh, thank Award you. Thank for. You, uh, thank you are you. also fresh off a TEDx talk uh, uh -huh. on the topic of grief. So tons and tons of, of research accolades. But tell people a little bit about how this became an interest of yours. I just fell into this um, when I was going to graduate school. Nobody was doing death and grief work. Mm -hmm. um, I was trained as a developmental cognitive cognitive developmental person. So I was a mm -hmm. uh, Piagetian. Um, it's a long story how I got involved in this, but basically I was asked to write a chapter on death and dying, and I became fascinated with it. So a lot of thanatologists are self-taught, um, and I've gotten a lot of professional training. I now belong to a professional organization. Um, and so um, I went to a conference, and I usually chair paper sessions, and they asked me to chair a paper session, um, and one of the papers was about this grief camp in Roanoke, Virginia, 
And I was fascinated by that. And part of it is, um, I guess I should backtrack and say I had been going, as a kid growing up in New York City, it's any parent is going to try to get their kid out of the city in the summer. So I've been going to camp since I was eight years of age. So this was, to me, a perfect blend of everything that I love doing, which is working with um, in thanatology and doing camp. The, I had to get students to help me, and so I had bribed that first year of camp. I bribed nine students with internship credits to come and help me because they thought I was crazy and I begged them. And I had no idea that that's where the magic happens between the students and the campers. And so it, it, a lot of it was seat of the pants, I don't know what I'm doing, isn't this amazing type of things. And the cramp, the cramp, it's not a cramp, it's a camp. <laughs> we, we haven't said the, uh, the name of it yet. It's Camp Lloyd is the, yes. the name of the camp. Um, and, and I'm going to post information about that along with the episode. But um, we, uh, the camp has grown incredibly over the last 14 years. So do you remember what that first, the, the first year it was? The first year, I guess this was an auspicious beginning because I bribed those nine students. Mm -hmm. We managed to get nine campers. <laughs> and that was basically because I have a, had a good friend. Um, he's deceased now, unfortunately, but he was a social worker, school social worker in the Manitowoc Two Rivers mm -hmm. um, school system. And he managed to get nine kids to come and I remember that first day of camp because a lot of them were siblings and we thought what if the campers don't show up what if what are we going to do what if the campers don't show up so we had nine campers and that's when I thought okay we'll pair one-on-one -on -one. because I was picturing the way camp is you have one counselor for, right. with a, a bunk of eight kids that's what I was thinking but we had nine students we had nine campers and so each one got their own buddy Last year, we had 47 campers. Wow. So we're that, anticipating at is least... Is that the most? Or no, we had 49 one year. Okay. So, so um, hovering around that 50 mark, right, though. Right, right. 50 right now is my cutoff cut point. Okay. Um, but so now we have, um, given the number of buddies that I have, it's usually two buddies per, uh, two campers per buddy. Okay. And that seems to work really well. So, and Hannah and Taylor, how did you guys get involved? When did this become something you knew you wanted to do? Um, I actually saw a sign about it, and I there was like a website that you could apply for it. This was not this was last year, so mm -hmm. my junior year. Um, and I just read about it on the website, and then I just applied because I was like, "Why not? Sounds interesting." I never like did anything with grief. So I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be good at this, mm -hmm. but um, I just applied and then we had interviews and ended up getting accepted, so. And she was good at that. <laughs> I'm noticing a theme here of people falling into this interest, uh, like discovering that they're sort of passionate about it or interested in it. Yeah. Along Nobody, the way. What, you know, when you ask a little kid, what do you want to be when you grow right. up, says, I want to work in death and die. <laughs> right. It just doesn't happen that right. way. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Taylor? Uh, so my sophomore year, I was in Georgina's stats class, and she put the post or like the PowerPoint slide up on the screen and I was looking at it and I was like, I need to do this. Like I had been dealing with my own grief at that time and I was just thinking about 
the fact that there are young kids who were going through the things that I was going through, and I wanted to do anything I could to um, sort of help them and be there for the kids. So, hmm. yeah. how is so? One of the things I imagine is so I'm you know I'm a trained as a therapist, and so one of the things I, I often think about is what the end of therapy is like, you know, and what we call termination, which sounds worse than it is. Um, but you It's know, appropriate in this context. Yeah, you know, and so I'm wondering, like, what is the end of camp like? How, what is it like to say goodbye to the kids? Um, I mean, they, they must grow to love you mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, and so how, does, how is that? Um, I would say emotional because <laughs> I had two seven-year-olds, so I had the, we called them the little littles. And um, I had two girls, and they were pretty emotional when it was the goodbye hugs and, like, this is the end of camp. And they're like, are we going to see you again? And I'm like, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's emotional mm-hmm. to break that bond after a week of spending a whole day with them right. and learning about their grief and stuff. So, Yeah, I had a nine-year-old boy as uh, my little buddy, and... I could tell he was sort of hanging around with me a little more and sort of staying close to me throughout the day, getting a bunch bunch of pictures. But he kept going up to the photographer, and he's like, hey, take a picture of us. And I'm like, okay, buddy. Um, That's nice. Yeah. Hmm. What's the end of the camp like? What do you guys do to say goodbye? Um, We have a closing ceremony. Okay. Um, We do the kids. Well, last year the kids – in their healing circles, they came up with something that they wanted to do for the closing ceremony. They had PowerPoints, and one of them did a skit about mm-hmm. grief. Um, another group wrote down specific words that how they described grief. So, and the parents are welcome. And oh, and we did drumming. We learned drumming throughout <laughs> the week. They made their own drums, and then we used grief as kind of a music therapy Hmm. so um the parents are involved they get to see everything like the kids skits and stuff and yeah so eileen as i've been doing the math here i'm thinking so we're at a point now where some of those first kids who came through the camp are in their 20s is that have you been able to keep up with any of them do you have any do you have any sense of how they're doing you want to hear the most awesomest thing i do i have a camp lloyd buddy Mm -hmm now this year who was a camper oh wow so um that this is a first right um that's amazing giving that it's green bay i'm constantly bumping into kids that go or their parents Mm -hmm. or other family member and say you're the camp lloyd lady (laughs) and um and i have gotten a lot of very positive feedback. Nice. We also had last year a Camp Lloyd benefit, and we're hoping to do something like that mm-hmm. again this year. And we had two former campers come, and one of them just um, really brought the house down for all the things that we did. She was the one that really touched most people's hearts by talking about. She's a college student now. And she talked about coming as a grieving eight-year-old and what Camp Lloyd meant for her. It was very, very special to hear that. Beyond that, I will also say that I am very, very proud to say that a number of our students who were 
buddies Mm -hmm. have gone on to graduate school, gotten their degrees in either social work or counseling. Mm -hmm. And last year, four out of our five grief therapists were former Camp Lloyd buddies. Wow, that is very cool. Oh, it's, it's pretty rewarding to see that. Well, and then that was going to be one of my next questions is for Taylor and Hannah. What, how is it, um, what has being part of the camp meant to you, uh, both sort of personally but also academically? It's meant a lot to me. I have gotten to learn more about grief and others, even in myself. And then just by being in camp has really helped me realize that I love working with kids and that I'm going to keep doing it because they're crazy <laughs> and hilarious and I love them. Um, Same for me. Um, I have had a lot of experiences working with kids, but I've never worked with them as a camp setting. So, and especially children who are grieving, but um, it's changed my mindset on what I could possibly do with my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I love being a part of the camp and being there for the kids and making that bond with children because it's important. And you're both seniors, so I don't want to scare you, but graduation is right around the, what, four months from now? Is that right? Yeah. Huh? So yeah. what, are the, what are the plans post-graduation? Are you sure, or do you know? Um, I applied for a graduate program for school counseling. Very so nice. that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just job searching. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find what I like, so. Very good. Cool. So Eileen... We've got a lot of anecdotal experience that this is a really great thing from all these super great stories, but you've actually done some research on this as well. And so this is not, you know, not just a course you teach, it's also your research area. What has some of that research shown us as far as how the camp impacts people? Um, Uniformly positive. Mm -hmm. Um, So we tried last year to do Mm pre-post data um, and we didn't, do a very effective job of linking the pre-data to the post-data. Mm-hmm. But we did find that there were a lot of, in the pre-post-data, um, this is the first day of camp when the parents first, or the guardians come. We ask them what their concerns are, why did they enroll their child, what kind of signs of grief are these kids manifesting. And we find that they're very anxious about their child. They're really worried about is this going to mar their child for the rest of their lives? Mm-hmm. They, uh, many of the kids, we do intake forms. Many of the kids are manifesting some very classic symptoms of grief. They're withdrawn. They can't sleep at night. They have night terrors. They're afraid that everybody around them is going to, everybody who they love is going to die. Um, some of the kids won't even talk about the death. And we found that almost uniformly, would you say? I I mean, Taylor has been involved in analyzing the data pretty involved, so you can elaborate on this, but pretty much uniformly, if you want to, (laughs) pretty uniformly, they they said that the camp was amazing, that they're, remember they said that the kids talk more about it? What, and do you remember anything else from the data that they said about the kids? I think you covered a lot of it. Kids were more comfortable talking about the loved one who died, more to- comfortable talking about death and things Seemed like that. less withdrawn. Yeah. A lot of them showed, showed diminishing of the, um, the most debilitating symptoms. I mean, it was our dream 
to um, interview the parents once the kids entered mm-hmm. school because I think that that is the true test. So now I have a research assistant who's devoted to doing this research and we're going to um, compensate for some of the errors that we made in our evaluation research um, last year and, and really get some good data. Very nice. So if, if I'm listening right now and I want to know more, where do I go? How do I, if I've got a child that I'm concerned about, how do I, how do I learn more? We have a website, mm-hmm. and it's linked to UWGB summer camps. Okay. So if you get into UWGB, which is www.uwgb.edu, mm-hmm. um, and if in the search bar you type in Camp Lloyd, mm-hmm. C-A-M-P, and Lloyd is spelled with two L's, L-L-O-Y-D, got it. Um, they should get the website up right away super and you know what we're gonna find it too and we'll put it in the show notes so you can uh, you can find that uh, along with the episode too very nice uh, what else should I know what else should people know about the camp about your experiences in the camp camp is amazing mm-hmm. it's just camp so awesome to see these kids just transform and blossom over the week of camp nice. it is it's a it's pretty wonderful and I really want to thank you, Ryan, for inviting us to do this because there are a lot of kids out there that could benefit from our camp. One of the things that I would like to mention, and if people who are listening to this could spread the word, um, the camp doesn't is not a high cost camp, mm-hmm. but anybody we will not turn a child away because they can't afford Good. to pay. We have we have some very very generous people in the community, and we have funds for tuition support. Um, and I just want to thank you because I think the more we get the word out, mm-hmm. this is an at risk population, and we can help these kids. No, you are more than welcome. Thank you for all you do, and thank you for coming on the show. Um, I, can we ask? I mean, so that you have a, a benefit. You said there's a, there's going to be a benefit coming up, but I, you probably don't know the details about when. Or okay. I don't have any of the details right now. The summer, um, Jason Mathwick, who is with UWGB Summer Camps, mm-hmm. is helping to organize it, and I don't think anything really concrete has happened mm-hmm. at this point in time, but please um, keep your you eyes, know, keep your eyes yeah. on. We had an incredible um, benefit last year, um, uh, and it was helped us raise a significant amount of money. Everything that any money that we get goes directly to camp. The students, myself, my grief therapist, my grief therapists give up a week Jeez. of work. That's amazing. Yeah. To do this. Students give up a week of work to do this. We all do this. I, I think actually we end up putting in our own money towards sure. camp. So right. any funding that we get mm-hmm. goes hundred percent to the camp wonderful so well what we'll do is when you do have more information about that send it to me and I'll mention it on a later episode so regular listeners will find out more about the uh, the, the upcoming benefit whenever that is so wonderful so that does it for this episode special thanks to our guest dr. Eileen Cupid Taylor Galbrand and Hannah Roffers uh, do you have any final thoughts anything you want to say before we go I think we're good. All right. Sounds good. Um, 
I already mentioned that. I'm going to post a link to the camp and the Facebook and Twitter. Uh, so if you want to find out more about those, go to Psych and Stuff Facebook page or Psych and Stuff on Twitter. Um, you can go there for additional information about psychology and stuff. You can ask questions. You can even suggest an idea for an episode. I also want to thank our producer, Kate Farley, our podcast artist, Kimberly Bleese, and our fabulous intern, Shayla Warren. Make sure you join us next time when we talk about sleep and why we need to get more of it. Until then, keep being amazing. Thank you.